Welcome to Guarded, a podcast to help you remain alert during these times. I'm your host, T.A. Bryant, and we're on episode three. Although we talked about counterfeits last week, This week in episode three, I want to pin walking in the spirit. And the reason is because every episode that we've gone through, the spirit has come up. And the reason being is because it is an important element of every believer who is in the dispensation of the church now. It was given to us by Jesus. He talked about it numerous times. He breathed on the disciples to receive the Spirit. And then in the book of Acts, they were filled with the Spirit. Jesus was conceived by the Spirit and his ministry was affirmed by the Spirit who came as a dove when he was baptized by John. In John 14, 15, and 16, Jesus described the Spirit and made a point to tell the disciples that he must go quickly because if he didn't go, the spirit of truth would not come. And then he begins to explain or describe the character of the spirit and what it will do for them or for us when he left. So the Spirit has been a very important part, not only of the ministry of Jesus, but also the Spirit was there in the beginning when God made heaven and earth. He breathed the Spirit. And we must also remember that God is a Spirit. So everything the Father does, he does spiritually. He is not a man. And he gave us a portion of his spirit so that we can connect to him spirit to spirit and operate as he did in the spirit. So, today we're going to dive into walking in the Spirit. Why is the Spirit so important? John 4, Jesus is at the well with the Samaritan woman. And he tells her that now is the time. When the true worshipers shall worship the Father 
in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. Why? Because God is a spirit. And they that worship him must do so in spirit and in truth. Now, this type of worship that Jesus is talking about is not the worship where you're in church lifting your hands and singing a song. And, you know, he's not speaking of that type of worship. The worship that he's speaking of is beyond that. This worship is where I have decided or I have made a choice to make myself a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable, and pleasing in God's sight. This is the type of worship where I make my life honor God, okay? And I connect to him by spirit and by truth. Who is the truth? Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except by him. Okay? The spirit was given so that we can have a connection to God. Okay? So we're going to dive into this because this is very important because a lot of people may hear, oh, what do they mean walk by the Spirit, be led by the Spirit, pray in the Spirit? What does that mean? First of all, let's go and uh, let's discover some things that uh, we probably, you know, didn't know, you know, uh, as it relates to the Spirit. And just think about this. You can be guided by the Holy Spirit 24-7. If you make it your mission to commune with him, because he is a person, he's a part of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. If you make it a point to commune with him, to walk with him, to listen to him, you can be guided by him 24-7. So my question is, when you wake up in the morning, what's the first thing that you do? Because every decision and step we take each day is driven by something. And your day is determined by one of two driving forces, either your flesh or your spirit. Some of us may get up and we immediately want coffee. We want, that's flesh. We uh, immediately turn on the TV, that's flesh. We immediately, you know, jump up to get ready for work. That's flesh. So what about picking up the word of God? That's spirit. As we've discussed, Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life. So 
you got two forces driving you, the flesh or the spirit. So if my spirit wants to pick up the Bible and read it before I, before I do anything, or I want to pray before I do anything, or, you know, I want to uh, just meditate on the word before I do things, then, then I'm being driven by the spirit. Okay. So what's the default setting and the natural thing to do? The natural thing, remember, the natural thing is the flesh thing. So the natural thing to do is to let the flesh control you. The flesh is loud and it's demanding and it likes to have its own way. And it, 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 it doesn't give up easily. It may not seem like it, but you have control over, over what controls you. You have control of you because you are a spirit. So you have control over the flesh. You aren't meant to let your flesh rule your life. And I've said this numerous of times. You're meant to walk in the spirit and live on a higher level where victory reigns and righteousness rules. You can walk in the spirit and be guided by the Holy Spirit 24-7. So we're going to talk about how to walk in the spirit because you can do it. Okay, because the spirit of God is in you right now and you may not feel like it, but he is there speaking to you, directing you to freedom and blessing. God wants you to operate in the realm of the spirit, not in this natural world, because that's how you live the life you've always dreamed of. That's how you claim victory by walking in the spirit. So if you're feeling discouraged and defeated, there's a better, better quality of life that's available to you. When you walk in the spirit, you gain a whole new life that you never thought you had. But listen, it won't happen overnight. It takes time to develop that. When, when you become transformed by the spirit, you will wonder, and I've been there, I, I know it. You go, you are gonna wonder, why didn't I pick this up before? I was 27 years old when I picked up the spirit, and now I'm 43. I picked up the spirit and begin, uh, begin to allow it to direct me and lead me, and for me to walk by it and live. By it and transform my life from one degree of glory to the to another and one move of obedience to another led me to know when the spirit is speaking I don't have to guess I don't have to wonder I don't have to do any of that I know when the spirit is talking because I've developed a relationship to know okay this is what God, God wants at this time. So here are five things I want you to um, 
to pin and to start, uh, you know, deviating in your life as you're going through. And these will help you learn how to walk in the spirit and to live a spirit led life. So, so number one, you can walk in the spirit by throwing off hindrances. So Hebrews 12 and 1, therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race, race marked out for us. Notice this verse doesn't say anything about gently removing things one at a time. No, it says to throw them off. If you've ever seen someone who has come in contact with fire ants or bugs or bees, you know they don't stop and consider whether they should remove them. No, and they certainly don't do it slowly. They make a vigorous and determined effort to get those pests away from them. Why? Because they know the damage and pain that could be inflicted if left unaddressed. So don't sit around wondering if you should stop sinning or cast the devil out of your life. Get rid of it. You weren't created to be a slave to anything. You are no longer a slave to sin. You are a child of God. You're a child of God. No longer a slave to sin. So what is a hindrance? Anything that is out of line with the word of God is a hindrance. That's why Satan is so determined to strap hindrances onto your spirit. He wants to slow you down and keep you from reaching the blessing. Hindrances can include any other following. Sexual vices, impurity, unholy desires, greed, anger, rage, bad feelings towards other, cursing, slander, foul mouth abuse and shameful utterances, adultery, fornication, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, strife, envy, murders, drunkenness, and anything like these. And for reference, you can read Galatians 5, 19 and Colossians 3, 5 through 6. So those are some of the things that are hindrances. So how can you throw off hindrances. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. Hebrews 12 and 2. To get rid of those things that are slowing you down and to walk in the spirit, the natural world has to become small in your heart and in your mind. Woo! While the things of God must become bigger and bigger. If you have a sin habit in your life, something you know isn't pleasing to God, now is the time to rid yourself of it as fast as you would get away from those fire ants and the, and the bees. You've got to rid yourself of it. You've got to. Maybe there are some things you watch on TV you shouldn't be watching. You get the unction. You get the conviction. The Holy Spirit telling you, no, don't watch that. Mm -mm, mm -mm. That's not a part of us. That's not who we are. So you shouldn't be watching that. Okay. Things that deplete your spirit where you 
it, it silences the spirit and allows the flesh to become loud. Okay? When you start divvying in those things and you continue to do it, it allows for the spirit to be sil- silenced and quiet where you can't hear him. And the flesh becomes loud and the appetite of the flesh rises and the appetite of the spirit whoo, diminishes. So what do I have to do? I have to start diminishing the appetite of the flesh and increasing the appetite of the spirit. Okay? So whatever the spirit says, I do. And whatever the spirit, the flesh says, I don't do. Whatever the spirit leads me to, I go. Whatever the flesh tries to lead me to, I don't go. Okay? So this way I allow the spirit to correct and guide me as a way to work toward walking in the spirit every day. And remember, Jesus said that he's a helper. Mm. So anytime you feel like you can't or it's getting too challenging, ask for the helper who is the spirit. Talk to him. Just like you pray and you're you're praying to God. Pray to the Spirit. Holy Spirit, help me. And tell him what it is you need help with. And he will come with instructions to help you. So that you can overcome what is trying to overcome you. Okay? So, step two. Walk in the spirit by sowing to the spirit. Okay, that's what we were just talking about. Um, uh, diminishing the flesh and allowing the, fr- the, the spirit to rise. Okay, so number two, walk in the spirit by sowing to the spirit. So Galatians 6 and, says, 6 and 8 says, He who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. So if I sow to the spirit... I'm reaping everlasting life. Woo! So how do I sow to the Spirit? With your time. Okay? Many Christians don't grow because they don't get the Word into themselves. We think, I don't need that. That's the flesh. (laughs) That's the flesh thinking, I don't need that. Yes, you do. That's when that's when when you hear the flesh say, no, I'm on. I don't need that. I'll do that another day. Then that's when, you know, bam, I need to pick up the word because that's my flesh telling me I don't need that. And, and my, my spirit, your spirit is not strong enough now. So you got to uh, make a conscious effort to know when the flesh is trying to control you trying to control you and you are a spirit okay so he's trying to control you it's a war 
the spirit and the flesh war against each other. So, so they can see who win, who can win. The flesh is hostile to the spirit. It's hostile. It does not want to do anything that, that, that it's told to do. Okay. So, uh, if you don't give God time, the natural voices that are coming to you will overwhelm his spirit in your life. It'll overwhelm it. And so the spirit will be slowly begin to, um, you know, quiet down until you make the decision to do it, to pick him up. You know, they say that the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. So he, he's not going, he's not forceful when he has to, he will be, but he's not forceful in your choices. Okay. Of what you want to do. So, uh, yes, there are things. I know some people may be thinking uh, there are things that I have to do in the natural. Yes, there are. No, yes, there are, but they shouldn't take up all your time. Natural things should not take up all your time. Give your spirit the opportunity to feed on the word of God. Give yourself the opportunity to listen to the spirit, to operate in the spirit, to let the spirit help you, to let the spirit guide you. Give your your spirit the opportunity to allow the word to be spirit so that it can help you. Okay. Um, fellowship with him. Build yourself up in the faith. It doesn't take a lot of time. It's, it's just a, a moment. If you, if you put yourself in a position, I know when I'm, it, I know that when I, I'm, 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 I'm in tune with the spirit and I'm worshiping, the spirit comes immediately. He comes quickly because I'm in tune to, to I've, I've, I've surrendered my flesh so that we can commune. Okay. So yeah, he comes quickly. If you allow him to, he'll come quickly and he'll, you know, manifest the spirit will manifest, you know, to do. And one thing we must understand just in first uh, Corinthians 12 and seven it's given to every man to profit all with all, all you profit from the spirit. The spirit allows you to profit all, all the flesh does nothing for you. Okay. So when you sow in the spirit or sow to it, to the spirit, it will take you into a realm where you've never been before. Woo. In fact, when you get to a place where the truth of God's word is so real, the spirit of God will rise up on the inside of you and you do things you never would have thought you could, could, could have done. Yes. 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 I've experienced it. I experience it every single day. Every single day. I experience the spirit rising up. Oh, hallelujah. And becoming what, He's supposed to come for me as a believer. Okay. So allow him 
you know, to do it, to do those things. Okay. So step number three, walk in the spirit by presenting your body as a living sacrifice. I know in the beginning, you, you know, we were talking about worship and how God, how Jesus told the woman at the well that uh, the father seeks such to worship him. So he seeks those who worship him in spirit and in truth. He's seeking after those people. He's seeking after those. So how do I get to that point? I present my body a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to to God, which is my reasonable service. Okay. And then I don't be conformed to this world but be transformed. I'm being transformed by the renewing of my mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Romans 12, one through two. And I know I, I, I hear people all the time. Well, let me pray about it. (laughs) Really? Let me pray about doing that. Let me pray about doing things for God. Let me pray about, um, You know, let me pray about praying. Let me pray about doing the works that God sent me to do. Let me pray about, you know, answering a call that God called you to do before you were formed in your mother's womb. We always want to pray about things spiritual. But when it comes to things in the natural, we don't pray about it. We got to pray about doing things for God. We got to pray about spending time with God. We got to pray about going to church. We got to pray about attending uh, attending a Bible study that will help us grow. We got to pray about uh, uh, going to worship. We got to pray about uh, corporately gathering at, a, at, at church with other believers. We got to pray about everything spiritual. And God already told us to do these things. But when it comes to going to a football game and things in the natural, football game, baseball game, basketball game, getting our hair done, buying clothes, spending money, we don't pray about that stuff. We just do it. Hmm. But we got to pray about things that can build us up. Wow. And the reason why I'm saying this, because Romans 12, 1 through 2, when it says, I present my body as a living sacrifice. To most people, that sounds like a big commitment. It really is a commitment. It's a big commitment. But that's where I, 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 I ask the Holy Spirit to help me with that commitment. Because this commitment will profit me. It will profit me not only in the natural world, because... Matthew 6, 33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all of his righteousness, and all of these things will be added unto me, right? So if I make this commitment, then I'm I'm making myself a living sacrifice. I'm seeking God, and therefore I don't have to worry about the natural because If I'm walking in the spirit, the natural will be taken care of. It always does. Hmm. It always is. So 
if I make a commitment to make myself available to God, then he takes care of me because I've made myself available to be what he needs me to be. And it, it's a commitment that we don't want to take, but we must remember Jesus did it for us. Oh, and I know some people, I'm not Jesus. No, you're not. But he did say, greater works you shall do. He presented himself, his body, a living sacrifice. Okay? So, how do we present our bodies as a living sacrifice to God? Let's let's see. Number one, we, we can lay aside things of the world. This means being willing to give up activities, habits, people that don't match God's best for our lives. I am a, um, uh, a pastor at a church with my husband, and I tell you, uh, this is the hardest time because people go only go to church if it's convenient for them. If it takes them out of their worldly activities or their, the worldly things that they have planned or to do, they won't do it. They will not commit to uh, spiritual things over worldly things. Nope. They won't walk away from anything that is not uh, pleasing to the Lord. They got to pray about walking away from the world. Got to pray about it. I, I, and it, it, I don't know if this is the last, maybe I'm in the last generation that, you know, um, that's able, that was able to lay aside the flesh to find God. But I'm praying that it doesn't. And that's the reason why I'm doing these videos. So that we can start getting our people back to wanting to please God. Wanting to serve God. Wanting to lay down the world for God. Wanting to be among the body of Christ. Wanting to go to church. Wanting to corporately worship Him. Wanting to go to Bible study. Wanting to join in on corporate prayer, wanting to, you know, grow in the faith, you know. So lay aside the things of the world. Number two, obey righteousness, not the flesh. The, the reason people get so good at sin is because they practice it. <laughs> sin gets good in your life because you practice it. If you do it one time, and you're like, hey, nothing happened to me. You continue to do it. So it becomes a practice, a daily practice in your life. Okay? So I could take one drink. And they say it only takes one drink for you to become an alcoholic. Why? Because you may take that one sip that day. But then next day, subconsciously, you're taking it again and again and again and again. So you're practicing drinking. And ho. Now I'm good at that. Okay? Now, uh, drink, 
Drinking is not a sin. The sin is when you consume it and it overtakes you. Okay? It's overtaking of you. Okay? It becomes a sin because then you start doing bad things. Okay? So, number three, make a daily decision. Daily. You got to die to the flesh daily. Daily, daily, daily. Die to the flesh. Daily. You got to practice dying to it. Uh, and you got to make a decision to put on the spirit each day. The same way you would put on your coat. Okay? The same way you would, you know, brush your teeth. The same way you comb your hair. Make a decision to put on the spirit. Put it on like a coat. Put it on. Okay? Lord, Holy Spirit, I'm, I'm putting you on. I'm putting you on. You know? So... Step three, walk in the spirit by praying in the spirit daily. How many of you pray in the spirit? Romans 8 and 26, for we do not know what prayer to offer nor how to offer it worthily as we ought. But the spirit himself goes to meet our supplication and pleads in our behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance. The most powerful way to begin walking in the spirit is to start praying in the spirit. It is the gateway to living life above what you have ever known. Praying in the spirit accomplishes so much all at once. It changes and strengthens your spirit and it enables you to overcome the weakness of the flesh, any bad habits, it makes it easier to receive from God and keep what you have received. It strengthens your ability to resist the devil. It causes your inner man to rise up in adversity. It reveals things to your spirit you could never know by your own ability. Hmm. If you want to go higher with God and grow spiritually, start praying in the spirit at least an hour every day. You will see so much power in your life. You'll never want to make a decision without praying in the spirit ever again. It is the secret to revelation in our lives. Hmm. Bible tells us God will reveal mysteries to us when we pray in the spirit. 1 Corinthians 14 and 2. He reveals mysteries when we pray in the spirit. Things that you would never know in your natural or your flesh. Okay. Number five. Walk in the spirit by obeying the prompting of the Holy Spirit. The sheep follow him for they know his voice. John 10 4. The Holy Spirit is always speaking to you. There's an answer to every problem you're facing today, whether financial, health, or family related. The worst problem that you have, one word from God can turn it all around. How can I access these answers? Through heeding the voice of the Holy Spirit. 
Now, the question is, how far do you want to go in your walk? That's the question. Okay. I mean, sometimes people think that it's too deep. Uh-uh. You too deep. That's too deep. <laughs> deep calls unto deep. And when you, when you really are in God, he gives you deep things. He reveals to you deep things. You begin to, uh, he begins to uh, give you deeper revelations and visions. So yes, you're supposed to, God is not shallow. God is deep. He is deep. He's not shallow like man. So if I'm connected to him by the spirit and I'm walking in the spirit, I'm led by the spirit, then yes, I'm deep because God is deep. Because God is a spirit, right? So he's not going to give me shallow things of of the natural. He's going to give me the deep things of him. The deep things of God is what I will receive to um, to uh, walk out uh, problems and issues and, and in the world, whether it's health issues, whether it's uh, uh, financial issues, whether it's family issues, whether it's work-related, whether it's, you know, related to me personally. He's going, if I'm walking in the Spirit, He's going to reveal to me deep things, deep things that no um, natural ability, no person, no educator, no person can tell me. Only God can by deep things, deep things, deep things. So you want the deep things. You want the revelatory word uh, from God to deal with situations because they are not naturally induced. They are spiritually, you know, given from the father to you so that you can handle life on a whole nother level, a whole nother dimension, a whole nother elevation. And that's how we're supposed to be. We're not supposed to be uh, doing things like everybody else. We're not supposed to be having answers uh, like everybody else. Our answers are supposed to wow people. They're supposed to be a wonder. <laughs> to people. I wonder how they they did that. I wonder how they were healed from that. I wonder how they walked out of that. I wonder how they was just talking about getting a divorce and now, you know, they 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 made it through. How? It's supposed to be a wonder. You're supposed to be a wonder to people. You're supposed to be a wonder because you're relying on the spirit to reveal to you the deep things of God, the revelation and the knowledge of God so that you can walk differently than how the world walks. The world tells you, hey, if it ain't right in your marriage, walk away. But if I'm praying in the spirit, God gives me a revelatory answer to fix my marriage. Yes, yes. He gives me a revelatory word to fix my marriage. If, 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 if I'm sick and the doctor tells me that I only have six months to live, the, 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 if I'm walking in the spirit and I pray in the spirit, I'm connected enough to get a revelatory word that will change the course and 
give me the, 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 the miracle I need to present a miracle of healing in my situation. Ah, and you become a wonder. And then when you become a wonder, you can begin to tell people about why you are a wonder, why this happened. Okay. So it's, it's important. So everything, listen to me, everything God tells you to do is important. Everything the spirit tells you to do is important. It's important. It's not, he's not wasting words. He's not wasting revelations. He's not wasting visions. If you are, if you're not ready for it, he's not going to give it to you. He not. Remember when Jesus was talking to, uh, to the disciples and he said, I have so much I want to tell you, but I can't. Why? Because you ain't ready. You still operating by the flesh. So if you tune in to the spirit in all things, okay, then he'll be able to tell you important things. Small things, things that are happening in the world that you didn't even know, things that are going on with your children that you didn't even know, things that's going on with your husband, things that are going on that they're plotting and planning at work. All these things happen, right? Because I'm in tuned with the spirit and I can hear so that I can walk in and know how to maneuver and how to do things. Okay. So yes, one thing I want you to do is to confess this every day. I hear the voice of the good shepherd and the stranger's voice. I will not follow John 10 and five. When you obey the promptings of the Holy spirit, you will be in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing with the right people. And you will have success and victory in everything you do. Take the five steps that I just gave you. Take them and start walking in the spirit. There will be no limit to what you can achieve. You will stop letting your flesh control you and begin living a spirit-led life of peace, joy, and blessing beyond anything you've ever hoped or imagined. You will live the God kind of life right here on earth. Walk in the spirit. Thank you for joining me today on Guarded. I'm your host, T.A. Bryant. May the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May his face shine upon you. Amen. See you next time.